welcome to another episode of Soper's Chat. I'm your host, Christy. Uh, first, I want to start off with an apology that I haven't had a blog going in the last few months. Uh, given the state of the fairs right now, uh, there's been a lot going on in my life, so hopefully I can get back on things. Uh, but I'm going to ramp it up here. So the first thing I want to do is address an email that I received uh, back in July. Uh, that's how long it's been. My gosh. Uh, Elena writes, thank you so much for your podcast. I'm only two episodes in and I can't wait to listen to the rest. Since I haven't listened to all your episodes, I apologize if you've already answered this question. My fiance and I recently purchased a large variety of oils to experiment with. We're talking like 15 plus. We found a basic floor, uh, formula, including palm oil. We're looking into more sustainable options now that we've learned the downside of palm production. Olive oil, coconut oil, castor oil. While we love the hardness of the bar, we're ready to start experimenting with some of the other tools that uh, we have to create a more moisturizing lather. The question is, when experimenting with new oils, do you only try one new oil per batch to find the individual qualities you like of each oil? Or do you just dive in and try multiple new oils in the one batch? We haven't tried to make soaps using soap percentage calculator online, but we haven't had the best of luck so far. Again, thanks for your podcast and have a great day. Good question, Elena. Um, now, there's several ways that you can approach this. Um, a lot of times, some people like to keep things short and sweet, maybe five oils in their batch, uh, which definitely helps for trying to keep costs down. Um, I've seen a standard batch contain olive oil, coconut oil, shea butter, cocoa butter, sometimes not even cocoa butter, um, but it usually contains those four and then something else like avocado oil um, or sunflower oil. Um, it really just depends. Castor oil, it depends on what you're looking for out of your bar. Uh, I encourage to use a, a calculator like soap calc, for example, not advertising for them. It's just the one I got, excuse me, I kind of gravitate towards. Um, I took a recipe that I had received from uh, a soaper that soaked on uh, that does a lot of YouTube videos and I decided okay well what am I looking for out of a soap so I thought about it of course bubbles is my big one right there so what I did was I ran, ran numbers through soap calc and decided on this is what I want so that's what I decided to focus on uh, now you may decide you want something different in this case you've indicated you want a more or more moisturizing bar on uh, that could be shea, uh, could also be castor oil is good with bubbles, so you can get a nice lather that way. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people tend to use shea. I did provide, uh, I sent her links, um, but I also kind of addressed this in a prior episode. I'll include links in the comments in case you want to kind of look back and see. Uh, there's some wonderful resources out there that kind of explain different oils and what they do so that you can get the best benefit from them. The next thing I wanted to talk about is soaping supplies, uh, which kind of goes along with your oils and your butters. Uh, you technically don't need a whole big bunch of supplies. Uh, really all you need are really just a few. I mean, if you're getting started, of course you want to mold, uh, depending on what size you want to go with. Um, there's a lot of different molds out there. Some of the ones out there are like a one pound mold. You can make a little mold yourself. Some people use uh, the um, quart milk cartons, which is kind of interesting. Um, there's also those purple silicone ones 
that are out there. You can get them on Amazon and eBay and some other places as well. So those are some options that are available. I kind of point people more towards making smaller batches when they're first getting started, a pound or less. That way you're not wasting products because nothing sucks more than trying to experiment making big batches that just don't work. And then your soap just kind of sits there and it kind of gives you the evil look. You're like, oh, I wish I hadn't made so much of that. And then you're just kind of regretting it because it's just like, ugh, it's not what I want. But if you start small, uh, you can even get like those little Tupperware containers from the dollar store uh, as a mold, which is fantastic. But not only that, uh, they've got a lot of tools at the dollar store, pound shop, what have you, that you can get to start, start the process with soaping. They've got silicone uh, spatulas there. They've got the bowls. Um, you want a bowl that is either a number two or a number five for recycling, because those are the ones that are going to be safe for you. You want a, if you're going to use steel, uh, metal, use stainless steel. Absolutely never, ever, 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 did I mention ever, use aluminum. Aluminum and lye, bad, very, very bad. Um, I saw one time a, a video uh, one of the soapers had posted on Facebook, and it literally demonstrated the chemical reaction between aluminum and lye, real time. And she thought she had a stainless steel pot. It, uh, -uh. it was stainless lined. Um, it was aluminum with a stainless steel lining. The lining wore off. Aluminum was showing. Chemical reaction, bad. So, please, if you're gonna get something, get something that you know is 100% stainless steel. Um, I am of the camp. Do not use glass. I have seen. I don't use it, except for my fragrance oil. I put my fragrance oil in it. I pour it in. And that's it. I'm done. I don't use glass for soap. Um, mainly because if it's not uh, able to handle the change in temperature, uh, and also it'll the soap will start to etch the glass, eventually it will fail. Um, a lot of places sell Pyrex, Pyrex type glassware don't chance it. I've seen so many times where people are using glass and all of a sudden it shatters for one reason or another. You just don't want that risk. Um, fortunately, the ones that I've seen haven't had, knock on wood, haven't had major issues. That's not going to be the case 100% of the time. And I, I, if you're going to start out, please just stay away from glass. Number two, number five plastics go that route, but please, please, please stay away from glass. Uh, make sure that you have personal protective equipment. I know given the circumstances right now, it's getting a little bit difficult to find, but it's so well worth it. You want to protect yourself. You've got to have the gloves. You've got to have glasses. Must have glasses. Protect your eyes. Um, a lot of people tend to use the onion glasses. Those aren't very difficult to find. You can find those on Amazon. Um, you can find those, I think you can find them on the Walmart website. Um, you can even find them on some of the um, soaping supplies pages. So that's the great thing there. So please, 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 goggles, onion glasses, whatever you need to protect your eyes to keep the soap out of your eyes, the lye out of your eyes, that can be so, so scary. Um, when you, Now you're going to see some people, I'm guilty of this too, if you don't have gloves on or cover, cover your arms, 
make sure to wear shoes. I'm really bad about that too. And it's just like, oh, then you get a little lion or a little soap on your foot and you're just like, oh, I don't remember getting bit by the bugs there. No, you drop soap on yourself and now you're itching from a lie bird. Yeah, I think I got a lie bird today. So, eh. anywho, so to kind of roll this back here, most of the supplies that you can get for soaping to get going on soaping, you can get at usually Walmart, Pound Shop. Um, you think you can get some at Target. On um, you know different places like the grocery store, on um, dollar stores. You mainly want to focus on the silicone spatulas, uh, stainless steel, must must stainless steel 100% of the time, and plastics that are number two or number five. If it does not have a number two or a number five on the bottom of the plastic, don't get it. It's just easier that way. Um, and that's gonna save you a lot of headache um, getting started. So you don't have to spend all the monies buying all of these supplies that you may never ever use. Start small, work your way up. Same thing with silicone molds. Just because they have a bunch of molds, you know, for a buck, a pound, what have you, you don't need them. Don't get them if you're not gonna use them right away really think about whether or not you're going to use that. Are you going to use it in a month? Are you going to use it in six months? Are you going to use it in a year? If, if you're not going to use it in the next couple of months, don't get it. Save your money. Save your money for other supplies. That way you don't have to worry about it. Because eventually you may look back at it a year from now, two years from now, and go, why did I buy that? I'm not even going to use it. I'm going to have to de-stash it. Uh, D-stash pages, that's the great thing. If You don't have to buy new. So there's a lot of people that sell new stuff that they got they just never used on D-stash pages. D-stash pages are available on Facebook. There are tons of them out there. Searching works great for that. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is, and this will be the last thing before I kind of let everybody go because I'm chewing your ear off here. Um, if you're worried about your prices, somebody comes up and says, oh my gosh, you're selling... A bar of soap for $6. I can get Dove for like 2 bucks at Walmart. Okay, number one, that's not your target market. Because your target market doesn't care about Dove bars. Which, goodness gracious, if they knew what was in a Dove bar. Ugh. Um, number two, um, that may be an indicator it's time to raise your prices. Um, that's the big thing here. Know your target market and... When people start complaining about your prices, it's time to bump them up. You want you don't want those people as customers because those are the people that are trying to price you down, and that's not the goal. Tiffany sells twelve hundred dollar paper clips. It's not a ginormous paper clip; it is a paper clip. You know what a paper clip looks like? It's maybe an inch, two inches long at most. Twelve hundred dollars for a gold paper clip. If they can get away with selling a twelve hundred dollar gold paper clip your candle, your soap, what have you, your, that is your, your product. You know what your products are worth. You know who your target market is. Don't take what they're telling you. At that point, really consider, at, okay, oh, so people are trying to talk me down. They're not my target market. Time to bump my rates. Just remember that and go with confidence. This is what you make. This is why you make it. And there are plenty of tools out there to help you with finding who your target market is. And that's not in stone either. You may decide during your process that there's a different target market you want to go after. Go after them. But make sure that nobody tries to talk you down. You charge what you charge for a reason. And you're not 
trying to cater to people who are trying to take you away from your target market. So don't worry about them. Just remember, $1,200 paperclip. All right. So that's it for this time, for this episode. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and tune in next time. Bye.